And we are back to an episode of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin. I'm Pat. And I just, I wanted to rebuttal that statement, but it had to be on recording. So <laughs> so let's pretend we're about 15 seconds earlier. Ready, set, break. No, I'm not doing it. He says, <laughs> you look like a mountain man hipster. And my response is as follows. So I spent all morning packing because... Well, the mountain, so I'm go. so many parts, I don't know where to start. So I packed up my bag and my sleeping bag and my food and all my goodies and all my camping stuff because I've told you about Greg Bochamp, right? One of my best friends. I've at least probably, probably dropped his name, but it wasn't in anything relevant for you to remember. But I got to turn your volume up just a touch. I, okay. uh, he is without a doubt my best friend from high school and he was like the most influential you know how like you well not you but most people base their personalities off their friends like you as growing up you adapt to like you like what they like and that helps move you towards like music stylings or clothing or whatever yeah i didn't have that no but 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 like clicks in high school you know how all the jocks get together and then all of a sudden they're jock frat boy things and all the goths get together and they're all doing that stuff and yada yada Okay. So so Greg was the one I gravitated to wearing like listening to like Disturbed and Godsmack and he got me into old Morocco like Dio and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff because I wasn't really listening to that. Long story short, he's the most influential as far as who I think of when I am who I am and he's having a bachelor party and his brother invited me because his brother's the best man who's in charge of it and what we're doing, if you know anything about Greg as a person, which nobody listening to this does, but that's irrelevant... Uh, we are going on a three-day camping excursion down the Susquehanna River, and it's gonna. I don't know be, where that is. It's in it's in New York. Um, it's down like so. We're getting on it in Owego, New York, which is right by my hometown, about three and a half hours away from where you are, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going getting on the water at about ten a.m. on Friday, going all day till about seven p.m. Getting off, making a quick campsite, going to sleep. Sun's up, back in the boats. Another, like, 14 hours that day on the water. See how far we can make it. Camping. Sunday morning, we're going to go, I think it's till like, 2 or 3 p.m. And see how many... Act- so, nautical miles versus not, and the river doesn't follow the road. So, we're just going to see how far down the road, how far we have to make Danielle drive to pick us all up. Um, yeah. Clearly, I need to remind you of a little film called Deliverance. Like... <laughs> so- yeah, my mom. Literally, freaking, your life right now is deliverance. That's my mom gets on Facebook last night and sends me this article. Hold on, I'll read you the headline because my mom's totally sweet and excited for me. Uh, body of missing boater found in Mohawk River. <laughs> Apparently, these guys flipped their uh, their paddle boat. You know those boats you get in and, yeah. and with your feet, and they flipped it, and two of them are missing, and one of them's dead. And she's like, "Yeah, hey, just take a look at this before you leave tomorrow to go on your your river excursion." Thanks, Mom. Real sweet. Real sweet treat. Well, I mean, I was just pointing to Deliverance where it's the exact plot is what you're doing, <laughs> and it ends in murder and rape. But, I mean, whatever. That's fine. Like, as long as enjoy. it's just the rape. I just, just the rape. Just let me get out of it. I mean, I wish you the best of luck with this scenario. I mean, well, if I never see you again, <laughs> this is like yes. our epilogue episode. If this is the <laughs> last time you hear Men of the Machine, you'll know why. Just, you know, pour one out for your homie. Maybe I'll get attacked by a bear. Maybe I'll get raped by some hillbillies. Maybe a barracuda will come out of nowhere, even though they're not fresh water, and I'll die that way. Who knows? Just, it's going to be, there's like seven of us going. 
and Dave and Greg Bochamp are my two favorite people in the world, so I'm just super excited to spend time with them. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real good time. I mean, yeah, I mean... Oh, I... but that brings us back. So the reason <laughs> okay. I look like this, my hair was getting long. Franny said cut it. She didn't come to the hair place with me, so I got the sides. I said take the sides down to a three. That's what I do every single time, and then just fade it up, and we'll see what happens. So she did that. She's like, oh, the top's pretty long. Do you want to cut it at all? I was like, just you, you do what you think's best. So she trimmed like an inch and a half off styled it it looked good the way she styled it so i rolled with it and now i can't get it to do that again so (laughs) yeah oh and then the 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 mountain man part was three weeks ago i decided no more shaving i'm going on a camping trip ergo beard see i I don't want that i think i was like i I ended up i went because originally that's the thing is the schedule i've been keeping for like my head and face Mm -hmm. was basically like every two weeks just like take all of it off just a, a whole head thing well, yeah, and then like my grandma died, and I couldn't. I had to shave my beard, but I felt weird shaving my head because I feel like I would have gotten like weird shit in my family. So I was like, "Fuck it," um, and so I just shaved my face. And then I was gonna do it last week, but it was um, my niece's first birthday party, mm-hmm. and it was outside all day. And I was like, "I don't want to risk a sunburn on my head," so like I left the smart, hair. Smart. And then so yeah, so like now I've caught up. It's been like a full month, and I just got rid of everything all at once. And it feels good. I love, I love to change. So I'll grow it out, and then I'll shave and keep the goatee, and then I'll grow it back out, and then I'll shave and keep the chops for like two days, and everyone will judge me, and I'll think it's funny, and then I'll shave my face perfectly clean, and then I'll cut my hair, and then four months will have gone by, and I'll have a huge beard and real shaggy hair, and then I'll just cut the hair and leave the beard. I just like change. I like switching it up. I'm a chameleon. Come a, well, come, I mean- a come a come a come a chameleon. I used to be able to like do that with my hair, but now I can't. So now it's just like just oh, shearing yeah, myself like a sheep. Yeah, Best Buy, you know, not letting you do things. Indeed. Do you yes. keep the hair at least and make a nice wool sweater? No, I do not. Maybe <laughs> some socks for the winter. No, I do How not. How about <laughs> some driving mittens? I don't have enough hair for that to be ah. anything. Any of this be realistic? <laughs> Those are the only three wool things I care about. Everything. <laughs> pa- well, I guess a blanket. I guess a blanket. Uh, so. You, you, a minute after you texted me asking me to talk about what we're going to talk about in two seconds, I saw a meme on the internet that I was very unhappy about. Have you seen the current thank you for this, this, that, and then in the middle it says not you? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, freaking one went up that said... Uh, Is only... it the Leto one? No, no, no. What? Okay. Is it a Joker one? There's one that's like... Yeah, there's one that's uh... like... It's like some people are meant to play like uh, like superheroes, and it just like in the middle is Jared Leto, not you. And I was uh, like, it's it like... cuts so deep. I actually got into a big discussion with a friend at work about that, and that's not what we're talking about. So we'll save that for the future. We talk about the Joker like every other episode. So just moving on. Uh, no, it was the that exact Dude, same thing. Just just for the record, though, gifted posers managed to work Batman and I think Daredevil into a discussion of the Godfather. So like, it's very important. I don't really, I don't really mind that much. Like, okay. if it comes up, it comes up. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we talked about it, and I got very salty because he didn't like Jared Leto's Joker. So I brought up the vanity point that you talked about that I really appreciated, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, but." And then he started talking about Heath Ledger. I was like, "Yes, that Joker was amazing for that movie. If you put that Joker in Suicide Squad, it would have been really weird. Like, yes. just shut up." So I. Got got salty you know how i get and then so his exact so he was asking he's like you do two podcasts right he's jeff's best friend so he listens to what did i just say and i was like yes i i do i do one with my buddy patrick and i explained who patrick was to him he's the guy who got me into comics he's got the tattoos he's yada yada and he's like oh okay what's your podcast about and 
I was telling him we talk a lot of comics, we talk a lot of movies, that's why, you know, that's like my favorite thing to talk with you about, and I was like, but really all it is, is you guys tell me you don't like Batman, and I have to come to him so he reassures me that <laughs> Batman's awesome. That's really most of them lately. Patrick, they said he's not that smart, and he doesn't build his own stuff, and I know that he does. And then you tell me that he does, and we move on. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, there's like a million things of like, well, I mean, sometimes it's Alfred too, but like he's constantly like working on the Batmobile and shit, constantly like design. I don't know if he actually like fabricates things, but he, he well, definitely in, builds things. Yeah, in some of the uh, random comics, it'll talk about how he like, I designed this brand new this yeah. or that, and I exactly I, I put together this brand new this or that. I'm like, yes, he does. If he wanted, he could make an Iron Man suit. That's just not his thing. He wants to punch you out with his own fist. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is it's like, I mean, I don't think that he, like, casted all the parts for, like, the Batmobile himself. No, but, like... <laughs> he didn't forge the steel, no, but I guess, I guess that's a one-up for Tony Stark, but whatever, I was, I still, I don't... That only happened the once, if we're being fair, then that was just because he was in a cave. <laughs> true, true, and then he had everything machined for him, because he could. Yeah, yeah. So, that, no, take back, snap back to reality. What happened was that exact meme that some char- people are play, made yeah. to play a certain character, and it was uh, it was Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and the animated Spider-Man, and in the middle was Tobey Maguire, not you. And I got a little salty because Tobey Maguire is actually my favorite Spider-Man so far, which is not, it, it might be changed, but Tobey Maguire is my favorite Spider-Man so far, and I don't like that. Okay, but I mean, okay, I'm going to say this. Because it's like the thing that like, the reason I wanted to talk about Spider Man was because like um, originally I came with the I, I came because basically there was like the whole project I'll basically talk about on my other podcast the original podcast that I started doing Gifted Punksters um, we wanted to do an episode of 2000s comics which we find to be like the most important time in comics Christ all the Marvel movies are basically pulling from 2000s comics right now yep yep um, and. We were, and he was just like, Kevin was like, Kevin Cardinal was like, hands up, hands up. Uh, he, he was like, you should probably read JMS's run on Spider-Man, so like, cause I'm going to talk about it a lot, so that way you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So I read JMS's run. At the end of it, I'm like, I don't really want to stop. And he's just like, he's like, dude, if you want to keep going, like, rock on. He's like, you'd be the only friend I've ever had that's actually as caught up on Spider-Man as I am. Which is the funny part is I actually ended up getting more caught up than he is. Like, I'm actually ahead of him now because I'm actually current with the comics. Um, and he's like six months behind because he's unlimited. Um... But uh, but yeah, like so, I ended up reading sixteen years of Spider-Man comics in six months, mm-hmm. and so like now, like it's like I I literally was like giddy with Kevin the other day, like we were talking about like going to Homecoming tonight, which comes out officially tomorrow, but like the pre-screenings are tonight. Um, and uh, that's the thing is like so I want to talk about Spider-Man just because like it now matters to me because like, when I was cause when I was younger like. That's the thing. It's like the, the thing I was about to say, the title in, is um, like when I was younger, like I didn't get it at all. Like, I was just like, I mean, I, I thought he was like cool in the sense I thought like I had like toys of like Spider-Man and Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. And like, but to me, it was just like I like the power sets. It's kind of like playing in a video game. It was just like I used them like, for the power sets, but I didn't give a shit about the characters. Mm-hmm. And then um, it wasn't until um, Bendis was writing Ultimate Spider-Man and also New Avengers that I finally got it because like the hook was that Spider-Man was funny. And I was just like, oh, now I get why people like this character. And now after reading a fuck ton of it, like, um, I see that it's way more than that. But, like, that was the hook for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's the whole thing. Is like that, that was – and then that – and, see, I have more affection 
for Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man than Kevin does, but Kevin grew up reading Spider-Man comics, so I see why he doesn't. Because now that I've read them, mm. I definitely feel like they got that. That I, okay, for those films, like Tobey Maguire's performance as Peter Parker is fine. It's not really true to the character because he's really never that emo. <laughs> but yeah, he's not that sad but, sack. But 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 it does work for those movies. Mm-hmm. However, the whole thing with him being funny as Spider-Man is non-existent and that's because of Tobey Wire's inability to tell a joke because that's the thing and I realized that watching it again because like, you watch the first movie again there's times when they try to do like Spider-Man quips yeah oh and yeah, yeah. it liners. falls so flat because he doesn't know how to tell a joke and that's why in like the other movies like in two and three they really kind of put the comedy around him rather than putting it as him uh-huh. because I think Sam Raimi was like oh fuck <laughs> and like he, he knew that he really didn't have a choice at that point he's just like well I can't make him funny so I need to make everything funny around him to make mm-hmm. this work um and then Andrew Garfield I feel like is somewhat the opposite where I feel like Andrew Garfield is an incredibly strong Spider-Man like I think he's perfect as Spider-Man um but I don't think he's Peter Parker completely works for me like I do like it a lot but it's not like it's not exactly what I picture, mm-hmm. and then like I feel like almost like he's too cool. Um, yeah, Peter Parker's a nerd. He's not a cool it, guy. Yeah, Andrew Garfield's Even, incredibly handsome and charming and appealing in every way, shape, and form. That's not what I want in my Peter. <laughs> That's a weird statement. Oh wait, shit! Uh, pause. Time out. I forgot. I promised I was gonna do this, and I got so excited because of the hipster uh, woodsman comment. So, remember last time? What did I start the show off with? I don't know. It was like you, you skipped a week, so I don't remember oh, yeah, when you okay, started. Week before whatever. that, I asked you what was more intimidating, giving a blowjob or taking it in the butt. This week's uh, penis-related opening remarks is, Patrick, if you could change one thing about your penis, what would it be? But but only one thing. You can't, so for example, if you make it longer, it can't get wider, then you get into a weird situation, and vice versa. Take away veins, add veins, you know, circumcise, uncircumcise, you know, make it more proportional, whatever. One thing. Curvature. Ah, that's an important one. No, I mean, I'm happy with, I mean, pretty much everything. I mean, I guess... I mean, most guys are. You come to terms with your penis. You love <laughs> your penis. It's 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 your baby. But if you can change one thing. I guess slightly more girth. But I mean, not like I don't want to be like hung like a tuna can. So yeah, like... no, no. Nobody <laughs> wants that. But just, yeah, that's, that is, you know what? Out of all the answers, or all the questions I've asked, one, because I, I had to pull this. You know, I should have done a Family Feud style thing. Damn, opportunity lost. Well, I'll get another one. So it was one answer for uh, less veiny, because some guys deal with that. I'm not that out of that problem. <laughs> Two for add just a touch of length. Just a, just a little smidgens on the end there. And uh, I think it's so far four for a little more girth. I think those are all of them. And then some guys wouldn't answer because they're not secure enough in their body to have an honest conversation. Okay? We're adults. Twinkle, don't get... get. Okay, can I talk about fucking Spider-Man again? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's time to get back. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like Tom Holland, the other thing that's funny is like even... Because really the project happened in between when um, I had watched Captain America Civil War and... Um, when I ended up watching it again, like when it came out on Blu-ray, um, like the whole project of like reading that shit. So like the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, that's definitely true. 
And then it's just like, by the time that I watched it, the second time after reading it for 16 years, I'm like, holy fucking shit, like, that is literally perfect. I was just like, that's literally perfect. I've been reading years upon years. I read all of JMS, all of Dan Slott. Like, I've read all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is fucking perfect. And that's the that's why I was like, Tom Holland, I think, is the first person that manages to get both. It's like, because that's, that's the thing. It's like, basically the thing I said, like, with um the Batmans, where it's like, I felt like... um. Michael Keaton is a great Batman and a not a great Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. I feel like Val Kilmer is a pretty good Bruce Wayne, not a good Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like George Clooney sucked at both. And, um, and I love Clooney, don't get me wrong, but he, he sucked at both. But he's just no uh, He's a little bit better at Bruce Wayne than he is Batman, but either neither really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christian Bale was perfect at both. Like, he was exactly what I pictured. And actually, he even pictured, he basically, he had all three, where he basically had, like, Bruce Wayne to the outside world, Bruce Wayne privately and Batman, like the demon from the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like he had, he, he was just perfect. And that's the thing, like now that I well, see. Well, what like, about Ben Affleck? You got to categorize him as well. Well, I was saying until. I, okay. I was like, Ben Affleck now. I'm like, Ben Affleck, I feel like is a very strong Batman and a pretty strong Bruce Wayne, but not anywhere near. I would say he's better than everybody. Um, Gives him credit for it. him. Yeah. I mean, they're the only person I would say he's like, I mean, I think Christian Bale is the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like the two that are kind of like nipping at his heels are Affleck and Keaton. Okay. Um, okay. That's like, it. But, but I do think, I, mean, I feel like Affleck and uh, Keaton both kind of, they, they both get close without actually completely nailing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they get very close. And like, they're definitely like, if they had done what, like if they had done, like they were talking about with Kevin Smith with, uh, Superman lives in the nineties where there was the thing about Michael Keaton playing Batman. I was like, that would make sense. Cause Michael Keaton, despite all the people who have played Batman at that point, there was like, how, however the hell many, um, like Michael Keaton was the most iconic as mm-hmm. Batman. Oh yeah. So that's, so you can't ever take that away from him. Um, which is why it's funny. He's playing the vulture in the movie that oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I won't be able to see it till next Tuesday. So, so we'll, we'll do a, We'll do a reviewy thing probably in two weeks. Now you know what we can tie it into next week's because next week's it'll all make sense. Okay, um, but yeah, so like that's the thing is like Tom Holland has it perfect, and that's what I'm really really excited to watch tonight. And also like, like at work, um, are you still at Best Buy or do you move on to your other thing now? Nope, I'm still at Best Buy. I start classes okay. July 17th, which is going to be hell for me because I'll wake up at seven. Go to well, I'll wake up at five thirty because I have a half hour drive to work now from here instead of the ten minutes it was from my old apartment. Wake mm. up five thirty, get ready, head to work, work till two, and then immediately go to class at three till nine thirty at night. Rinse and repeat Monday through Friday. That's gonna suck. You're not wrong, um, but yeah, no. Well, because yeah, the reason I brought it up is because like, there's like um, a like it, it's not like I guess it's like more of a featurette than a trailer. But they keep playing this like Spider-Man Homecoming thing on the screens at work, mm-hmm. and oh, I literally yeah, watched it. And it's like the interviewee type thingy, right? Well, it's basically they cut it with a trailer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I literally watched that at least a dozen times at this point, and I don't get sick of it. <laughs> like, no, I... and I have no sound, so it's just like I'm just watching it, like just watching it over and over and over again. And yeah, it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a single disappointment in the Spider-Man franchise yet. Obviously, people don't like certain ones, but I haven't had a disappointment yet. So that's what makes me not like head over heels excited. Because Spider-Man's Chelsea's favorite superhero of all time, and he he's probably my third favorite superhero of all time. So it's it, it's not that I am like oh oh great another super or Spider-Man movie. Who the fuck? No, I'm I'm excited. It's just that I've already gotten 
everything I wanted. Like, I love The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I freaking love the original Spider-Man 1 and 2, and I enjoyed 3. It was goofy. I didn't like Venom, but I loved everything else. I thought it was fun. Well, so, I still think it's funny about, like, the Venom thing where people, I'm just like, it's literally Sam Raimi who, if you watch those movies, his sensibility is very Silver Age. And basically, it's like trying to jam Venom into the Silver Age. Like, it yeah. makes no fucking sense. So, of course, Venom didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> like, it does no bueno. So, this movie, I'm, and then I watch the trailers, and to me, it just looks like The Amazing Spider-Man again. Like, it, it doesn't look like anything I, no, I disagree, new. because the, the thing that, like, The Amazing Spider-Man, because basically the whole thing is basically, like, the original trilogy was very, like, um, Silver Age. Like, it was, yeah, it took place in the modern day. But the feel of it was very, like, Stan and, like, John Romita, Stan and, like, fucking um, Jack Kirby, Stan mm-hmm. and fucking uh, Steve Ditko, obviously. And then, like, uh, the newer ones were much, much darker and, like, realistic. Um, where they're, like, it's... it's it, People were saying that basically, like, that was the, um, the original 616 with the... Um, or, like, the original movies were, like, the uh, Silver Age and, like, the... Um, Amazing Spider-Man movies were the Ultimate Comics. I'm like, have you read the Ultimate Comics? <laughs> like, they're as fun as, like, what Stan and, like, Steve did back in the day. Like, those movies are not that. Like, they have elements of fun, but they get way darker. If anything, it's, like, it's kind of like, um, like, when Jerry Conway was, like, I mean, because he wrote the Death of uh, Gwen Stacy and stuff, but, like, yeah. that whole era, and, like, Craven the Hunter, like, or, like, the our, uh, Craven's Last Hunt and all that shit, where it's just, like, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's like really dark. It's not like it's like fucking Batman or Superman dark, uh-huh. but it's like it's it's darker than like you'd really think Spider-Man would ever be. So it's like this. I feel like is kind of the best of both worlds. It seems like mm-hmm. where I mean I haven't seen it yet, obviously, but like from my, the vibe I've gotten from it, where it's like they have the fun of like the Silver Agey like stuff, but also like it feels like this actually what I think the Ultimate Comics. This movie seems like the Ultimate Comics actually work. Because that was actually what sold me on Spider-Man. I, again, I didn't give a shit about Spider-Man until. most of my life until I started reading the Ultimate comics. And I was just like... And I actually stuck with the Ultimate... Like, I lost interest with most of the comic buying public. Uh, lost interest in all of the Ultimate comics except for Ultimate Spider-Man. I stuck with that shit till the very end. And even when they relaunched it with Miles as Spider-Man in, um, in like, the 616 after Secret Wars, still stuck with it. Because, like, that's just... It's it's phenomenal, and I actually am getting Spider Man too because they, they, they're finally doing that, um, like several years later. Um, this next week starts because that was the whole thing. Basically, there was like a whole story where because um, basically the whole thing was the Ultimate Universe. Uh, for people who don't know, um, was basically like Bill Jamos, who was the publisher at Marvel at the time uh, in like the early two thousands. Like was like continuity has gotten so fucking impenetrable that we are turning off new readers, we need to, like, do something to, like, combat that. So, like, he basically had the idea of kind of relaunching the entire line, mm-hmm. but not, like, it's it's basically not rebooting because this is a separate universe. But basically the whole thing of it was basically you take these characters that are established. It started off with Spider-Man, and then they brought in X-Men and um, Ultimates, which are the Avengers, and Fantastic Four, and basically just kind of you tell, like, the classic stories again, um, but in new ways, like with new characters, like, basically just like whatever. And then like that kind of, at a certain point, the reason they all kind of died off was because like once you kind of go and pick all the best stories out of like however the hell many years, like 40 years, whatever, mm-hmm. once you've cherry picked those, like it doesn't take very long to go that go through that. 
So like in like 10 years, they had basically kind of, the well had kind of run dry, except for Spider-Man because uh, Bendis ended up going in directions that didn't previously exist. Like cause basically he did this whole thing where he um, did the death of Spider-Man where uh, Peter Parker uh, ends up dying. Like he, oh. he, it's basically, he ends up, like it's basically the, um, there was like a whole like little like mini Civil War thing in it, which shows kind of like, Kevin and I have talked about this before. Kevin uh, Cardinal and I have talked about this before, where it's like they kind of mined so much territory in that fucking uh, universe that they were like basically doing their version of Civil War like four years after Civil War happened in like the regular Marvel universe. Um, but like basically, um, Punisher is about to take out um, Captain America's knee, but uh, Peter doesn't know that, so he goes to try to save Captain America and ends up getting shot in the side. Um, He's bleeding pretty heavily, obviously. Captain America tells him to go to a hospital. He's heading to the hospital, and he hears um, about a disturbance in his neighborhood, and it basically turns out that the Sinister Six knows where he lives, and they're basically just destroying the place to get at him, basically to draw him out. Uh-huh. So he goes, bleeding to death, to go uh, fight the Sinister Six and wins. But like in the process of taking down Norton Osborn, the last one, um, he dies. And that's, basically he dies with Aunt May and MJ with him. And it's a moment that made me cry in comics, but even talking about it makes me want to cry, where he's basically just like, I did it. Like, I couldn't save Uncle Ben, but I saved you. Like, uh-huh. it's like, so he, his life had kind of come full circle. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh, you end up finding out that there's this other kid um, who ended up, because basically the whole story was, it was kind of, instead of the radioactive spider, it was a genetically engineered spider by Norman Osborn. Um, kind of like the movies. Um, and, uh, he the, that like one of those spiders got attached to the ultimate version of the prowler um and ends up biting a kid named miles morales uh who's half black half hispanic and that kid ends up gaining different spider powers oh they're um, not the same they're similar but he has like a spider sting and stuff like he has like there's there's like, they're, they're different spiders so they have slightly yeah. different powers oh okay um which is awesome but indeed um, but yeah, so like that's the whole thing is like, so he ends up when Peter dies, he takes over as Spider-Man and there's like a whole, uh, story called Spider-Men where it was the first time ever that the ultimate universe and the, uh, regular Marvel universe 616 met where, um, it revealed, it was revealed that ultimate Mysterio was actually also 616 Mysterio, but he had found a way to go between universes wow. and, Did um, he kill his other him then or something? No, he did the same guy. That's oh. the whole thing. It's like, um, so that's the thing, and like, so Peter ends up going to the other universe and like meets obviously Miles and finds out about the whole story and everything. And I, it's one of my favorite lines ever in comics, where like they're all like, it's uh, Miles, uh, Ultimate Nick Fury, who uh, that was the first time there was a Black Nick Fury, um, was the Ultimate Universe, like, because mm-hmm. um, uh, obviously Nick Fury was a white guy for like most of my life, like a blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed white guy too, wasn't he? Well, brown hair, but yeah, and he only, only has one eye. But there you go. Um, okay, blue eye. It, but yeah, like one of my favorite things ever is like with like um, Ultimate Nick Fury asks him what uh, if there was a like Nick Fury in his universe and what was he like? He's like, and just Peter replies, white. <laughs> and like, and Ultimate Nick Fury is like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> and, I was just like, and I was like, apparently other people agreed because that got changed. Um, but yeah, like so like they had that story and they're finally revisiting it this year. But that's the thing, like, they ended up during Secret Wars. Um, Miles came over to uh, the regular uh, Marvel universe. So basically, like. The whole story of Secret Wars is basically like um, there was these incursions where basically like um, planets would kind of collide and basically destroy each other. 
and the uh, the Illuminati, who is um, Mr. Fantastic, Tony Stark, um, Professor X. Although I think he gets no, he's replaced by Beast because Professor X died at some point. Um, Namor, uh, Black Panther, um, and Black Bolt was part of it for a while. Um, they end up like basically trying to like, kind of design a way so they don't end up having their universe get destroyed. And basically, the Ultimate Universe crashes into like the six one six, and that kind of and then basically Doom basically rebuilds the world. But the whole thing is basically like the end of the book, because um, the whole thing is basically like Doom has basically made himself God. Um, kind of a god king, as Doom would. And, um, but the guy who's actually, like, making everything is Molecule Man. And at one point, like, because basically Molecule Man keeps asking people for food, and um, everybody basically is just like, no, weirdo. Who's Molecule uh, Man? Uh, it's really hard to describe. Okay, <laughs> but, like, okay, don't see. worry about it, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but, like, he ends up, he ends up basically, like, uh, asking Miles, and Miles is like, oh, yeah, I actually do have, like, a cheeseburger in my pocket. <laughs> and, like, he's a teenager, so there you yeah. go. And he gives it to Molecule Man, and Molecule Man uh, tells him, it's like, hey, kid, I owe you one. And so, like, when they recreate, like, basically, because the Ultimate Universe, basically, at that point, that their, their Earth is destroyed. But, like, certain characters got pulled over. Obviously, one of them was Miles, and included, and the thing that, presumably, he was, his cashed in favor was uh, Miles' mother being alive again, because Miles' mother was killed during the run. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so, like... I really want to see that movie at some point. Like, I really want to see Miles. Well, but is it Miles in the new one? That's, that's the thing. He exists, but you don't actually see him necessarily. Because the okay. whole thing is, um, they finally revealed that uh, Donald Glover's character is the Prowler. Yeah, um, I, I was going to ask that too. Who's that? Um, it's basically like, in the Ultimate Universe, he was basically just a petty thief. In oh, like okay. the uh, regular comics, he was kind of like a thief that, like, like kind of like a super thief. Like, he had a costume and everything. It was kind of insane. But no uh, powers? He was like a Watchmen-style bad guy? He wasn't really a bad guy. He wasn't really a good guy. He was just kind of like, he, he was a guy that existed. <laughs> like, I really don't have like a, like, it was, it was the 90s. Like, I yeah. don't tell you there. Just let him um, be. But yeah, but like, the whole thing is like, basically, yeah, like, um, Donald Glover's character was revealed to be, um, Uncle, he's a, he's Aaron, and at one point he mentions his nephew Miles, I guess, in this movie. Ooh. Or at least nep- his nephew. Ooh. And I was just like, so that means Miles exists in this universe. So they can really do, like, especially the time they, when they finally want to be like, because Tom Holland, as much as he loves it right now, I guarantee you at a certain point, after like two or three movies, he's going to be like, kind of want to do other things. Yeah. He'll, that's what he'll every be, actor does. He'll be, a ba- <laughs> at that point, his franchise will have carried him into other roles and they'll be picking him up for everything and he'll be like, yeah, all right, my deal's up. And Sony, so that makes sense for them making their own universe. Like this isn't tech, it's half MCU, half Spider-Verse. Exactly. So that makes sense by trying to expand that. Like Venom's having it standalone. Eventually, they'll give Miles. That maybe it works. It works. But yeah, so like you can do the death of uh, Spider-Man in this and have Miles take over if you theoretically want, and that would make perfect sense. Yeah. So like that's why I'm kind of excited just for all the possibilities. Because well, I think like I guess the way they're doing the thing to, to your point, I guess the way they're doing it is basically like where they're not acknowledging it they're just not contradicting it like so it's like basically the mcu and um sony's whatever the fuck universe they still are um it's still it's still the marvel universe it's still the marvel cinematic universe it's just a matter of like because the rights issues get more dodgy the more you fucking like play with that like the more you pull that string um they end up like it's like 
Kevin Feige made the deal for Spider-Man, not for like Venom and Carnage, blah, 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 which I mean, I can understand because I mean, I, I, I'm wondering if so, I don't know if Sony would be down for that. Cause like that was the whole thing is basically like the whole reason that this deal was made in an unprecedented way was because, cause I know that Kevin Feige has for a long time been like trying to like reach out to other people. Cause I know that was a whole Sorry, thing. Sorry if you hear typing, I'm just adding to the who's, who's list. I thought of things. Um, the whole thing that like uh, Kevin Feige, I know there was like a whole time when um, Fox was trying to, because basically the Fox has made movies at this point purely so they can hold on to rights to certain characters, like the Fantastic Four movie, and they were trying to do another Daredevil movie, and ended up kind of blowing apart on Launchpad, and Kevin Feige was just like, if you give us back Galactus and Silver Surfer, mm-hmm. you can keep Fantastic Four, you can keep all that, all those characters. We just want those two characters back. In the exchange, we will extend your Daredevil option. And Fox being the morons they are, like, no, fuck you, take them. And so, like, then you end up with Marvel Netflix uh, Daredevil, which okay, is amazing. I was, so, was going to ask that. Yeah, so Netflix, or I mean, Daredevil is owned now specifically yeah. by Marvel in the cinematic. Okay, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, I still am thing. praying for that cameo. Just, just Infinity War, shit's going down, and you just see the Defenders sitting in a coffee shop, and they look out and just go, yeah, that's above us. And they just keep sipping their coffee. Just let it happen. Well, no, what I want to see happen really desperately is Infinity War. I want to see everybody. I want to see every corner. I want to see, like, the Defenders. Like, even if it's just, like, a quick fucking flash where it's, like, the Defenders on the streets of Hell's Kitchen fighting whatever the fuck threat Thanos has, whatever his baddies are, taking them down. I want to see the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fighting some motherfuckers. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see all of it. And that's the thing that really pisses me off about the whole – I get why Kevin Feige did what he did. Because basically, like, Perlmutter is a dickhead. And, Who's like, there's a whole thing. Uh, Perlmutter is the guy who runs Marvel. Got um, it. Like, the, on a corporate level. And he is the cheapest man in the fucking world, from what I understand. Literally, he once had a memo about, about people using too many paper clips. He's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> from and a he multi-million, also a, billion dollar organization. Yeah. He also, he's one of Trump's boys, which is fucking annoying as shit. But, um. Classic that guy. But, uh, the whole thing is, um. He, there was a, basically like, um, cause there was a whole deal that happened where, um, I remember, um, Downey was on, I think it was a daily show where he was just like, we had a five movie deal, just did five movies. Now it's time to renegotiate. And like, the whole crowd's like, yay. And you just feel like, oh fuck. Yep. And it's like, and, and like Kevin Feige to his credit was just like, okay, well we, he needs a new deal and I, he's worth paying. He was like, we have enough money at this point that we can pay him what he wants so we make him a deal for like three or four movies and pay him as much as he likes. And Perlmutter was like, no, you fire that man. We want nothing to do with him from, from here on out. And so finally, Kevin Feige was just like, okay, fine. And he moved over to Bob Iger, the guy who runs Disney, who technically does own Marvel. Um, it was like basically set up a deal so that he could be reporting to Bob Iger instead of to Perlmutter. And that's why we ended up getting more Downey and stuff because he was he saw Feige's point and he was not wrong. Where it's like because Downey's making a fuck ton of money that he I made, don't think he'll get. The first Avengers movies, he made more than every other actor combined of the big ones. Uh, well, that's the thing. He ended up his deal for um, Civil War alone is psychotic. Where he ended up, there was he. I can't remember what the exact amount of money it was. It was it was something ridiculous, like fifty million dollars or something. But he also on top of that, um, there was a thing in his deal. Where if it made one dollar more than um, Winter Soldier, um, it would basically be saying that it was making that because of Downey, and he would get more money. 
And oh. I was just like, God bless that man. Because I mean, like, but <laughs> honestly, though, if you got rid of Robert Downey Jr., there's it. Everyone at work loves Iron Man specifically because of him. I ask them about the character's history in general, and all they do is say, "Well, I saw the first movie," and I go, "No, no, 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 no." Do you know anything? Because I don't. I don't know a damn thing about Iron Man other than what I've seen from Robert Downey Jr. He is that character. Yeah, it'd be like replacing like... Daniel Radcliffe in the fourth Harry Potter movie. You couldn't do it at that point. You couldn't. Although they, they did like uh, Hermione for like a hot second was trying was like talking about getting out of that, yeah. <laughs> and then they were like they ended up keeping her around. But yeah, which was the right decision. Oh, totally, I agree. That's the whole thing is like I definitely feel like when they do Infinity War and like superheroes are going down to Thanos, like I don't feel like Captain America and Iron Man are walking. Oh out. yeah, like, no, I was gonna say definitely not uh, Captain America. Chris Evans has made it clear that he's just about at the end. Yeah, what's thing is like. Well, and also, even if they like didn't, even if he, even if he wanted to stay on, I'm like, they signed Sebastian Stan to a nine movie deal. Um, you don't sign somebody to a nine movie deal that come, becomes Captain America yeah. without the intention of making them Captain America. Yeah. Like, so like they're definitely gonna do Bucky Cap at some point in the near future. Um, but yeah, so like the whole thing is like, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited about this just by virtue of the fact that like the um the new because because just like it's like I don't know. It's like, I, the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing with um, Spider-Man, like, leading into, like, Infinity War and all that stuff, like, especially because of things that I've learned about, um, Homecoming, like, how much, you don't care about spoilers, really, do you? I don't give two dams about spoilers. Okay, well, people Spoiler who do, alert. I was gonna say, people who do, because I read some things about what, um, like, I read what the post credit scenes were, so I would know not to leave. Yeah. Um, which is weird that I don't anymore after the Avengers incident, because there was, like, the thing is, um, like after the Avengers premiere, um, it gotten out what the push or what the mid credit scene was, the Thanos scene. Yeah. And um, that was it. And so like um, when Avengers was like when they had the Thanos scene was over, I, I was just like I was with my friends uh, Chris and Reese and Justin, and I was like, okay, let's go. And like you don't want to say to the end, I'm like, there's nothing there. And they were like, okay. And um, so we left, and we were like in like the like um, lobby, and we heard people laughing. We're like, what the fuck? And somebody was just like, oh, yeah, like the little, there was a little bit at the end. I'm like, oh, you've got to be shitting me. And I realized it was because at the premiere, um, Joss Whedon was like, I have an idea. And like um, they ended up doing reshoots where um, they changed the line, like where like basically like where Tony first wakes up and like the whole shawarma thing. Mm-hmm. That was Tony. Or that was Joss's idea. So they, re- they reshot that stuff and then shot the little thing after like where they're all like sitting around the table eating shawarma Mm -hmm. and i didn't know that was there and i missed that and it pisses me off to this day even though i saw it on subsequent viewings it still pisses me off to this day like now i will never leave ever even if i know there's nothing there i'm like nope i'm still sitting we waited waited in uh, wonder woman and christy's like i'm on the internet right now there's no scenes i was like we are not walking out of this theater (laughs) until it starts playing the role for the next one okay (laughs) exactly i did i held i held out but yeah, for the spoiler, um, I, uh, they tease at the end of, um, in the post, in the mid-credit scene for Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. they tease Sinister Six. Oh, yeah. Because, um, and that's the thing, the thing that's awesome about that is just because um, they were clearly trying to get, okay. Basically, I know, they were so close. They were so this, close with the Amazing this, Spider-Man. I'm just saying, the Sony, the Sony Spider-Verse has the exact same problems as the, uh, DC Universe, uh, Cinematic Universe, where it's like they're both so desperate to get to these things, but, like they do so much. Like that's why you end up you had like fucking like three fucking villains yeah. in Amazing Spider-Man Two, 
because it's just like, well, fuck, we need to get the Sinister Six right fucking now. And I'm like, that's not how it works. The reason it works is because it's like you've basically taken all these villains that have already been established and put them together. You're building your house on a swamp. It's going to sink in if you don't make a a solid foundation. That's why I thought it was hilarious in like Batman vs Superman where just like, it's literally, they're so desperate to get to Justice League that I'm just like, why didn't you just make fucking Justice League? Like, not even to be, like, a dick, but, like, why at the end of the movie didn't you just have the Justice League assemble for the first time to fight Doomsday? Like, you clearly want that, so why didn't you just do it? Like, yeah. what's the fucking point of, like, this pussyfooting around bullshit where you're just like, well, we're going to introduce Aquaman and Flash and Cyborg and Wonder Woman and Batman, but we're not going to, like, actually, like, do the Justice League until it's its own movie. I'm like, you clearly want to, so just fucking do it. Like, just, yeah. just like, don't be a pussy about it. Or have Whereas, the cameo- like, cameos at least be heavier. Exactly. Well, the, the whole thing that, like, Kevin Feige was fucking brilliant in the sense that, like, he was the guy who was um, working under Avi Arad, who I loathe to this day. Um, even though I do think he had good ideas, he is such a prick. Um, but, like, he was working under Avi Arad, and he was basically like kind of getting the position where he could kind of take over. And he looked at like what characters they still had, like that hadn't been licensed to other studios. And he's like, huh. <laughs> like we have Iron Man, we mm-hmm. have Captain America, we have Thor. We can get, we can make a deal to get Hulk. It's like, so basically we have the four core Avengers. So he's like, we can do an Iron Man movie, a Cat movie, a Thor movie, and a, a Hulk movie. Well, the Hulk one was already up at that time, wasn't it? Well, no, then the, the thing is, like, no, because like, there was the original uh, Ang Lee one. That, that's oh, not okay. the cinematic universe. Yeah, you're right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we can do that, and then we can have them all come together in, like, a super movie, like The Avengers. And, like, that was fucking brilliant. And that's the thing, is, like, that also took a, a psychotic level of patience, because, like, it took four years. Like, it took from 2008 when they did Iron Man. Mm-hmm. to 2012 when they did the avengers like whereas everything now is like we want two movies like we want like basically like fucking we want instantaneously we want like this we're like we're just gonna establish something and go right into the giant thing i'm like that's not the way it works though like, the reason yeah. that like avengers did so well and was so beloved i mean yeah it's a good movie but like it's because like you already established like, other superheroes and then you had them together which had never really been done that's why it worked. Just in general, so, movie universes wasn't really a thing before the MCU, was it? Not really. I mean, I only really. I mean, I like um, the only other studio who's making the like the cinematic universe thing work is Fox with X Men, and the reason that, that that was another thing is like the same kind of thing where they, even though it was kind of by accident, um, they have like what like ten or 15, 15 years of like already like built in continuity mm-hmm. to play with. Like they have all these established characters already. So you can do, like, now you can do all this other X-Men stuff. Like, you can do Days of Future Past, but you couldn't have done Days of Future Past, like, as your actual second movie. It had to be, like, your second movie of your reboot. Yeah. Like... Well, basically, like, reboot. Well, yeah, but I mean, like... Well, cause that, Sorry, well, for clearly, those who don't know, I did super hardcore finger air Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I think First Class was clearly intended originally to just be, like, a straight-up, like, okay, we're gonna forget that trilogy yeah, ever, yeah. ever existed. Um, but then, like, ended up that, like, they were, like hey, wait, if we do Days of Future Past, we could, like, merge these kind of two versions of the team and kind of make it one long bit of continuity. Mm-hmm. And basically, you've earned, at that point, you've earned... Um, and we get to keep Hugh Jackman. For a while. For, for, <laughs> until, for three more movies or two more movies. Until Logan when he bails. Um, hey, he didn't yeah. bail. It was his time. Well, no, I'm not saying he, like, left, like, 
in a shitty way. I'm just saying, like, he bailed. He did leave. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, he left on top, which is smart, but I'm just saying. Oh, I still like, haven't seen Logan either. I really, really want really to. Uh, I think Dennison bought it. Let's find out. <laughs> ba, ba. But, ne- needless to say, uh, I don't think... Like, have you heard it was the mummy worth seeing, or did you see it? Um, I want to even because I think it's like it because we, we just talked about. I think the episode. Oh fuck! I didn't share it. Um, the episode gets punctured. We just did. Um, with uh, it started out as basically like um the whole idea was kind of Marvel versus DC because um we had the Van Scoy brothers from William Hale on. Okay. Uh, Luke, Luke, who's very like my, like me, we're like. We both like both, but we're both more Marvel guys. And um, Max's brother, um, who he he's like he and Kevin, but they both like Marvel, but they they consider themselves more DC guys. So it started out as originally being like kind of a Marvel versus DC idea, and ended up being like kind of discussed everything up to including um, Max and I kind of talking a little bit about the uh, the Dark Universe that basically Universal has planned. Well, basically, I'm like. I have not heard positive things, even from Max, because Max is just like, I went to support the idea of a dark universe. He's like, I don't regret it in that re- in that respect, but he's like, it's not it's not good. And I was like, I didn't think it would be, honestly. I just I want to see the dark universe happen. Um, but like that's the whole thing is like, it's like it's like somebody had said I saw an article recently where it was like, um, would Mummy have been better if it wasn't concerned with setting up? an entire universe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, who the fuck knows? Cause that thing is like, I do think that like, I, I, and I, I don't hate Tom Cruise. Like most people hate Tom Cruise. Like I think Tom Cruise is fine. Yeah, he's a good actor I, for all things considered, but I do think he has too much power. And I do think that's an issue. Cause basically like the reason that we end up with like kind of a shitty director, writer, like whatever, like all of this is Tom Cruise approved it. I'm just like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. That was not a good... <laughs> like, because that was the whole thing. Like, the thing that, like, Kevin Feige... The other thing that Kevin Feige did that was brilliant, something that they've stuck with to this day, um, was taking chances on these up-and-coming directors who are, like, on the verge of peaking. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're just kind of doing either, like, kind of smaller... Um, like, smaller studio stuff, indie stuff... Or they're, in the case of the Russo brothers, doing just, like, TV and giving them an opportunity to make their first blockbuster with Marvel. And so you get these really fucking good, interesting movies that happen to have superheroes in them. And that's why it works. And that's the thing. is like, that's the one thing that, like, holds back um, a lot of the other universes. Like, the only reason I think that, like, the Amazing Spider-Man movies work is because Mark Webb. Because Mark Webb's... Like good, he made Five Hundred Days of Summer. He's a good director. Yeah. Um, but like, you went with an untested director on the Mummy. Like that's stupid. Like, I get you wanted to like get somebody on like The Verge, but I'm just like, did you look at his reel? Because I wouldn't have given him the fucking job. Like, so then, uh, all things considered, what do you think is going to be the most successful movie universe outside of Marvel and DC? Because I do think DC is going to continue to push it and be successful, and I'm not giving them the the chance. So you've got. The mummy, the dark universe, the Spider Verse, which they have a name for it, and I don't remember. The uh, King I'm Kong universe or Dark Godzilla one. I'm still considering uh, whatever because they, they've already basically said like that. Basically, like the Spider Verse, whatever the fuck, is basically like they're they're not. As I said, they're they're not they're not contradicting 
the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're just not acknowledging it. Yes. So like, I, I'm considering it all Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, I'm not. So you've okay, got whatever. The Dark Universe, Spider-Verse, uh, the Godzilla Universe, and there was one other one that was pretty big. Um, ah, screw it. We'll just go with those three till I think of it. Which one do you think is going to be the most successful? Wait, um, I mean... I don't mean uh, monetarily. I mean longevity. Uh, I mean... I don't know, dude. That's, like, it's difficult by virtue of the fact that, like... I mean, honestly, the X-Men universe, like, the, the or at least, like, the mutant-verse, whatever, like, yeah, at Fox, yeah. where, like, now you have, like, New Mutants, Deadpool, uh, X-Force, So Deadpool's X-Men. technically in the X-Men universe or the MCU? Yeah. No, he's... X-Men year. That's why, like, okay. they reference X-Men and Wolverine and all that I shit. I know, but I know they only had the uh, ability to, use, like, use a certain... Like, those two, specifically, was because part of somebody I didn't know. Oh, no, it's it's not, it's not a matter of, like, because like, you couldn't use ones that were kind of... You couldn't use toys that were being used by, like, the main movies. Got it. So it was, like, yeah. So, like, you end up with kind of, like... That's the thing. Like, that's why, like, uh, the New Mutants, it's, like, the same thing where it's, it's like... But I think that's going to be cool, because by virtue of the fact you can kind of show... Because the thing that's kind of cool about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, actually the thing that's really cool about it, is like you have the films, like the big whatever, but you also have like the Netflix series, you also have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you have all this other stuff, so you kind of get to show the corners, so it feels like a true universe. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas like you get to see like, yeah, you get to see like, the big operatic battles, but you also get to see like the street level stuff, like with the Netflix stuff. You get to see like the stuff that's happening in the shadows with Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like you get like all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you get cosmic with like Guardians and everything. Um, and like, that's the thing that like, I do think that the, uh, X-Men universe, again, it's, it's more of like a matter of the fact they've had like a time to establish everything thing. But like the reason I think they are already the most successful besides Marvel is because like they have the same thing where it's like, yeah, you have the X-Men, but you also have Deadpool. It's kind of showing this whole other thing over here. You're going to have the new mutants showing this whole other thing over here. You're going to have like, blah, 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 blah. Like you can do a million different things within that universe and it won't feel like you're, strange jacket it in anything yeah so like that's kind of cool and like that's the thing like that's and also again it's the fact that they were and i i want the dark, dark universe to be successful um but like who the fuck knows like i'm excited for bride of frankenstein just because bride of frankenstein is my favorite uh of the original universal horror movies except for maybe the wolfman um but like it's like i already got all the monsters coming together when I was like four years old with Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm cool. Like yeah. if this doesn't work, that's like, like, I still like, got like it. what I was saying for Spider-Man earlier. Like I, I, yeah. I've gotten my Spider-Man, so that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So like again, it's like I, yeah, I like, I like. I, I, to, to your point, I do like every Spider-Man movie that existed so far. Mm-hmm. But like, this is probably the most excited I've been. But also a big factor in that is the fact that like now I've, I'm more well versed than I was. Um, because I read everything from 2000 to... I was going to say, it's kind of like me with, uh, you know, just to have a parallel. It's like uh, with Batman, how I started to get really into him last year when I started reading all the, the Endgame and Death of a Family, and I bought all these different ones. Because even though I'd already seen a bunch of great ones, now I'm like, oh, just keep giving it to me. More Batman. Just lay it on me, big boy. Which, by the way, <laughs> so I'll just tease next week's episode real quick. Next week, we're going to do another comic creation episode because I've got a genius idea revolving around nightcrawler it is okay. top-notch but also we're gonna work on our 50 shades of batman story oh christ yeah <laughs> so get some good ideas going but uh let's get into who's who okay who's who and these are all just literally i just thought of them they're all superhero related because we're sticking on that theme today 
let's go with on let's stick with the trend miles morales and peter parker Oh, I will say, actually, I forgot to say, I mentioned it before. The thing about Donald Glover being in it that's cool was Donald Glover is basically the reason that Miles Morales exists. Oh, yeah. He because wanted, he, um, he, everyone was pushing yeah, he, the Amazing Spider-Man well, against he, him. He, he was half kidding, from what I understand, but he was, he was like, he was like, I want to audition for Peter Parker. And, like, there was obviously the contingent of people like, but you're black. Um, and, then, like, the, there's a little there's a little nod to it in the second season opening of Community where he was wearing... Um, like a Spider-Man, uh, like PJs like when you first see him. And I guess, uh, Brian Bendis was watching that and he was like, that actually looks awesome. He's like, I would, I would see that Spider-Man movie. Like I would, I, I want to write that book. So he ended up basically that he, Don Glover is basically the genesis of Miles Morales. Um, Just another but, reason to love him. Just an, except <laughs> I don't like that he's pulling out of music cause he's a hipster bitch. No, I actually get his point where he's just like, He's like, do you, does anyone really want like a third sequel to a movie? <laughs> he's just like, he's like, yes, damn it, yes, I do. <laughs> he's like, I would rather. It's like, it's like the Hugh Jackman thing. He's like, I'd rather leave now while people still want me to be like doing stuff rather than like having people being like, can you please stop? <laughs> like, I was like, I get that perspective. I get, um, but, but the yeah. way he termed, he said it's not punk anymore. He did it because it was punk and it's not punk anymore. I'm like, listen, just because people love you now and you're not underground doesn't mean anything. You're amazing. I'm finally coming around on Awaken, my love, slightly appreciating it more and more every day. And you're doing this to me? And you know what? You know what happened? Freaking Adele heard her voice and now she may never sing again. Do you have any idea I mean, what that means to me, Patrick? But you'll still have the records that she made. I... Like... I I love Adele so much, more than almost anything else. You know how I feel about The weekend? Times yeah. that by 10. I think Adele is a treasure. She's only put out three albums, and I'm not ready. I, Dude, I love, I mean, I like Adele fine, but it's like a lot of the bands that I love, like Minor Threat really only has like, like one actual album. Yeah, but you're like... into punk music. You're used to flashes <laughs> in the pan. I am not. I'm a mainstream baby. I deserve 10 albums. It's what I need. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have to tell you here, buddy. But like to answer it your just, question from before. Yeah, who's uh, there? I would say whatever. you're, I mean, if it was really like classic, I would still, I, I guess I'm more Peter and you're more Miles because like Miles is more like Cause kind of. street cred? Is that why? Yeah, exactly. That's not exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say more because so like he still has like that like kind of like wide-eyed enthusiasm Whereas, like, Peter has basically dealt with constant fucking crushing fucking life okay. problems. That's fair. So he's, like, he has that kind of, like... That's thing is funny. Like, I remember, like, when I was younger, people, like, talk about, like, the hook for Spider-Man being, like, he has problems. I'm just, like, why is that a hook? I'm, like, eight years old. I don't have fucking problems. What the fuck do I care if like, he has yeah. problems? Like, I don't care that he can't get a cake to his aunt because he has to fight the fucking vulture. Like, how is that my... <laughs> like, like, that doesn't Hashtag make any sense. struggles. I was like, I don't give a shit. And that's why, like, when I finally got it, like, I now I get it, but, like, yeah. we're the guy who, like, literally is trying to do everything and can't do anything. Um, so what you're saying is I'm a butter knife and you're hardened steel. They both serve yeah. really nice purposes, but the one's clearly taking more time to get there. Yes, exactly. Okay, I'll take it. Butter knives are wonderful. And I've cut yeah. myself using a butter knife, so I know they're dangerous. Wow. <laughs> they have that slight serration on the edge that, you, very that is unexpected. Yeah, but it's unexpected. And if you're not careful... You get a boo-boo. Oh, wow. All right. Who's who? Riddler and Two-Face. Because they're buddies. They're bad guy buddies. Oh, actually, I meant to tell you, um, the current Batman arc um, is really cool so far. It's um, the War of Jokes and Riddles, 
Ooh. where it's literally a civil war in Gotham between Riddler and Joker. Oh, like that's from that's from Rebirth, Batman. Yeah, it's the current. Oh. The current arc. The first issue has come out so far. It's really cool so far. Okay, okay. So this is post button. Well, good news is I'm buying a tablet within the next two weeks, and that website I showed you, yeah, mm-hmm. not getting off it. I pulled up. I I bookmarked a ton of Wikipedia pages that gave me timelines. Uh, for I did Spider Man, uh, Batman, X Men, uh, and like three other ones. So that way I can read just the history of all these things. I'm getting in it. I will read that so fast. That sounds amazing. Like, do they have like, people team up with them? Like, so like, does Joker? It's only like one issue it? so far. Oh, but but that's what it is leading to. Kind of, it's is playing yeah. with. Because they show like there's a big splash page where they, they show the war and yeah people are like take sides like villains take sides and everything but yeah, yeah like if Joker loses I riot just know <laughs> just know that um but yeah like to answer your question um I guess I relate more to Two Face um even though I also like my constant thinking and you could say overthinking of everything. Also makes me like my exact thinking. I'm like the Riddler plans out his entire life to a T, and and that's you. Two Face is more brutal, and that's you. But Two Face is exactly that. He's Two Face, and I have never known you to not say exactly what's on your mind, regardless of personal gain. So that's where. Well, I yes, but I do you. sometimes do nice things. Like that's the whole thing. Like there was like the whole story that Greg Rucka did, where like um he was like, by law of averages, like. Um, there would come up, and just the rules of probability, like, there would be a time when Two-Face would keep flipping the coin and it would keep landing heads. Like, for how long that would last, whatever, but he would, for a while, probably, by the rules of probability, have heads for a good long while. Especially if he had tails for a good long while. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, like, a whole story he was doing. It was, like, after No Man's Land, where basically he was a good guy. Um, just because of the coin flip. Exactly. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, that's Harvey Dent was a good man. Yeah. It was just a matter of, like, he had a dark side, and then, like, once the thing happened, like, once he got splashed with the acid, uh-huh. like, it literally divided his psyche, where, like, he isn't completely either. Like, he's, like, he can't control it, so that's why he has the coin. Because yeah. the coin tells him, I'm going to be Harvey or I'm going to be Two-Faced. That's so, awesome. like, that's the whole thing. Um, that's the whole point of the character. That's why it fucking pisses me off watching Batman Forever, where he's, like, he doesn't get the result he likes, so he keeps flipping. I'm like, that literally is not the character, you stupid motherfucker. Like... <laughs> Like that is literally the opposite of the character, um, but yeah. To your point, I was gonna say like I was like, I mean, cause, but you're really not evil at all, and like no, yeah, can be legitimately evil. Like so, it's like but I also hate planning. I just let shit happen. That's why I like the Joker. He can plan when when necessary, but he also just ad libs half the shit he does and just kills things, and that's wonderful. So I made it Riddler and Joker then, <laughs> huh? You should have made it Riddler and Joker. Then. I guess. I, okay, fine. Who's who? Riddler and Joker. Say it. Say oh, it. Oh, fine. You can be the fucking Joker. <laughs> Every day I can get you to. If I can get you to call me Stone Cold Kevin Austin Mills one more time, because you did it once. If I can get you to call me the Joker one time. And uh, what was the other one that I got super excited about? I think I, you called me Superman and I got all jazzed up. So <laughs> I'm working off good things. All right, last one. Who's who? And I think I know where this is going Captain America and Bucky Barnes. Um. I mean, I feel like you're pure, so you're probably more Captain America, yeah, even though, Bucky's like... he's got that slight shade to him. He's got a little yeah. shade. Like, you heard about, like, Silver Age Bucky and Silver Age Cap? I'm totally Silver Age Cap, and you're totally Silver Age Bucky. But if we're about, like, Modern Age, I was gonna say, like, you are, like... Like, because Bucky, that's the whole thing. is like, Bucky 
is now the reason the bucket became interesting under Ed Brubaker was like the whole thing of like the winter soldier aspect where like he's now like even though he's not that anymore, he spent like however the hell many decades as a fucking assassin for the Russian government. True. So like Merkin he's fools. basically he's basically like the like anti cap in a lot of ways. <laughs> like yeah. where it's like but even they they established during Brubaker's run too, like um uh well Cap was like the face of America, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Bucky was doing the wet work stuff even back then. Like there was a lot of shots of him kind of like with like a knife in his teeth, like sneaking into camps and stuff. Yeah. So like presumably Bucky was always that in like that kind of story. Um he just couldn't be that publicly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would definitely say like I would lean more towards like even like cinematic universe, I would definitely like lean more towards myself being Bucky and you being Steve. Yeah. Because you're far more pure than I am. Yeah, yeah, you hear that, Jeffrey Stone? I may be a depressed piece of work who hates corporations, but I am pure at heart, okay? Pure. I just had to let him know that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who would win in a fight? And I'm only there's a lot of really good ones in here, but I'm only going to use superhero ones for the sake of today. It was a superhero day. It was a comic mm-hmm. book day, so I liked it. Who would win in a fight? The Hitman versus the Punisher. Um. They both kill people nonstop with guns. The one slightly way way more tactical, but the other has superpowers. Honestly, I feel like they. I also don't feel like either would win because I feel like they would eventually, at a certain point, like gain each other's respect. And like the last page of the comic, I was writing the comic would be them like sitting in a bar having a beer together. <laughs> like <laughs> you did real good, bud. They both have holes in their arms and legs and bandaged all up. Maybe like burn wounds on their neck, and they're just like, all right. All right that's the thing is like, I think Tommy Monahan. The fact that he has the superpowers kind of gives him an edge. But the fact that, like, Frank is actually, like... Because the one thing that I I've, I just rewatched, because I've been rewatching the uh, Marvel Netflix stuff ahead of uh, Defenders, plus I'm watching it in 4K for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the thing that I'm still struck by is... I, I, mean, I, I should say this as a caveat. Like, I really like uh, their portrayal of the Punisher in Netflix, like, stuff. Yeah. But, like, to me, the way I picture the Punisher in the comics is not that. Because, like, the way John Bern- Bernthal plays him essentially is basically, like... A wounded animal like he's basically like kind of like a wounded animal kind of like lashing out yeah and the way i it's not the way i ever pictured punisher in the comics um i always pictured him as basically being a, like a mechanism maybe he's, he's basically, basically like a killing machine mm-hmm. like he is a guy who literally there is no emotion in the fucking deal at all it's literally all just pure like mechanical like you make the plan you do the plan you do like whatever it's like there's no like it's not in any way, like, it's, it's, because, like, it's like the thing I said about the Punisher before, where it's just, like, if you think about it, like, the Punisher has almost definitely killed the people who killed his family, almost definitely killed the people who ordered the hit, almost definitely killed the people above those people. He's definitely, like, at this point, like, probably there's an entire generation of people he's killed in the mob. Yeah. Like, he's just doing it at this point because it's just, it's, at this point, it's just who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, like, a, it's he not, He doesn't like, know how not to kill. He's like a dog that you've taken to obedience training and still kills the neighbor's cat. It's like, you can't stop him. That's just what he does at this point. He's, I think, like, he's literally, he's just, like, he's a warrior. This is the war he now has. Like, he came home from war, and this is now his war. Okay. And, like, that's the thing, it's like, so, yeah. So, like, that's the thing, like, the one thing that I would say to give would pun- Punisher a slight edge is, like, that, Tommy is just a hitman. Like he's he's like he's just a like he's a killer. He's a good killer, and he's got superpowers. Which like are Frank, he can read minds and see through walls. Yeah, X-ray vision. X-ray. That's what it's called. Um, that's why I, I loved. Uh, <laughs> if you ever read uh, Grant Morrison's JLA run, I think it's like the 
it's very early on. It's like in the first six issues, I think, maybe seven. But uh, we're like they're auditioning new members for the Justice League, and one of them is Tommy. And he's just like, I just came here to see uh, under um, Wonder Woman's breastplate. I'm good. And like walks out. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so like, I, again, I feel like, I don't feel like either would win per se. I feel, I feel like it would end up like they would end up in a bar at the end. But like, if I had to have one of them win, I would say Punisher would probably end up killing Tommy. He's got the edge. But I, but I don't feel like they would end up killing each other because I feel like they would end up being like, we're kind of on the same page. No, yeah. like... Also, would you really want to look at boobies under a breastplate or even a bra for that matter? Because they'd be pushed in all weird... It's like when you rub your hand against the glass and it moves the skin up. It wouldn't look like what you would want it to look like. You know? <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. I never really thought much about it, but fair well, Think about it now. This is the time. This is a, a judgment-free zone. This is Planet Fitness up in this bitch, Patrick. I don't... It's, like, it's, it's why, like... Um, I mean, I get it from, from his perspective. It's like when um, the page stuff leaked... And I hated myself, but I looked at it. You had to because because I'm never gonna get the opportunity. And I've always I've been like since I saw her NXT, I've been in love with her. So like, which two things about that? One, uh, New Day hosted an episode of Good Mythical Summer because Good Mythical More. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun to watch. And two, I don't remember the name. I just saw the YouTube video where they were New Day was was yelling at this this other group and the guy was talking to him and he the said Usos. yeah yeah, yeah big keep it battle. PG not R rated like your boy Xavier was I was like oh that was <laughs> which good. I was like the thing that was funny to me though was like because I watched it with Justin and I was like honestly that's that's not R rated that's X rated <laughs> like, yeah, there was, yeah. like, was like full penetration on camera like yep. that ain't fucking like uh but yeah sometimes like, you just gotta. But yeah, no, yeah, that was they did like a rap battle on the July Fourth SmackDown with the Usos and New Day. I was like, because they're both like not white, so that's kind of racist. But all right, yeah, that's fine. That. Let me do a sick rap battle on this. Uh, <laughs> all right, so next one, who would win in a fight? And these are both Spider-Man related because of the day. Green Goblin versus Doc Ock. I'm sure there's been a comic of them actually fighting, but who who would who would? Yeah, win? they hate each other. They really hate each other. Um, like in the end. Um, I would say always Norman uh, would would beat uh, Otto. Really? Yeah, because um, a um, Norman is. I mean, I would say honestly, um, Otto might be smarter, like in terms of book smarts, than um, Norman. But like, Norman is way more clever than Otto. Okay. And like, in addition to that, like, well, I'm not saying he doesn't have it at all. Could clearly proven he does. I feel like um, the killer instinct is more in Norman's favor. Yeah, that's what like, I was gonna say. Doesn't isn't Doc Ock at times? I mean, including in the the Superior Spider-Man, isn't he kind of a? I mean, not a good guy, but he has a conscience. Yeah, he yeah. Has. Like Nor- Norman has no redeeming social value. No, and like he is literally just bloodthirsty. Um, like and he's rape thirsty. We find out rape thirsty, greedy. Like he's just he's just a terrible, terrible creature. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Otto has positive elements like he definitely leans like but in fairness like, the thing is like that don dan slot pointed out um when he first started doing superior well if you actually look at um peter's earliest appearances before uncle ben died like he basically was like auto like, he was somebody who was looking for fucking revenge of people who had been shitty to him yeah so like if it hadn't happened who's to say that peter wouldn't have become a fucking bad guy it is it, it took the Uncle Ben dying, the power and responsibility. It just that's the thing is like Otto never had that, 
so like that's why he ends up doing the whole superior spider-man thing which granted kind of goes off the rails i know i'm excited I, I, that's that's one story i'm very very excited to read i just don't i hate reading on a freaking monitor i want it in my hands so if i can't have it in my hands i'll get it on a tablet and that's at least a little more intimate uh who would win in a fight the good old classic old wonderful special friendly neighborhood spider-man versus wonder woman um, I mean, Wonder, Wonder Woman is a, basically a fucking goddess. So, yeah, like, but the, she so would, like, she's a faster than him, but he has a spider sense, and they're both super strong. And she, you know, she's got the gauntlets and whip and sword and shield, and he's got spider webs. Yeah, but I feel like he would—he would definitely like—he would put up a fight. But I feel like as soon as he tried to get in close, she would just fucking destroy him. <laughs> like, yeah. Wonder, God, that movie's so good. I just can't—I can't not think about it. It's so good. Oh no, and I ended up uh, finding. A pretty decent um, uh, rip of it recently. Mm. So, like, even though I, I don't plan on watching anytime soon, it's just basically to hold me over in between whenever it comes at leave Cedars and whenever it goes to home video. But I'm planning because they're doing the drive-in um, this coming week. They're doing um, Spider-Man and Wonder Woman, and I'm like, oh, that's I a really, good really, one. really want to go to that. <laughs> I really that's go to a that good really one. Damn. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, in the the last thinking uh, talking point, so. Uh, I was listening to Tell Him Steve Dave, as with most of my podcast ideas lately. Thinking about turning our other podcasts, what did I just say, into what did they just say, and it just being a response podcast to anything Tell Him Steve Dave says, but that might not work well. I just really like listening to Tell Him Steve Dave right now. So, they asked, in a jocular fashion, if you could change one thing for your utopia to, you know, what would it be? You know, they had answers like, uh, get rid of... Uh, cigarettes and alcohol was like Walt's thing because he's super straight edge and he thinks it makes people dumb and there's all sorts of things so your utopia Patrick's uh, dream world what's the one thing you would either completely get rid of or completely enhance I mean honestly um, probably guns just completely get rid of wipe them out I would say weapons weapons in general I mean if, if there was a way to like because if we're saying, like, anything, I would say weapons in general. Because, I mean, like, crazy people would probably still kill each other with their bare hands. Yeah, fisticuffs. Like, it's much more difficult to do. Um, that and you usually lose your rage after the second or third swing. And then you don't, you know, the second or third bullet, you can't really walk away from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I think, I think for my utopia is, like, uh, any number of things. But really, because one... So, for when I think of utopia, I think of shit that's, like, out, impossible, out of reach. And there's so much stuff that is within reach, such as, like, better healthcare and stuff like that. Yeah. But if I'm just being honest, my utopia is, like, quadruple the budget for education that we have right now. Because people Fair are enough. dumb. And I came from a small school that we got our art and music and sports cut two years, and we had to fundraise to get it back because we were dumb and our test scores were below average so for whatever reason when a school has low test scores you cut the funding how does that make sense patrick that is the exact opposite of how it works it's like oh shit you're dehydrated well i'm not going to give you any water because that's not going to teach you a lesson what (laughs) so you're not wrong (laughs) my my utopia is just like an absurd amount of money and resources goes to the education system 
That's Fair enough. That's that's what I'd say. Because I think that that's, just that's like that's that's my trickle down sociology there. Like if everyone, you know, gets into the field of work that they desire and learns and appreciates and gains perspective, in theory, that goes throughout all facets of life and society. So it would help all around. That's just you know, this is my little. No, you have a, you. That's a good call. I'll give dash you that. of that's, wisdom. Indeed, no, that's fair. So I'll definitely give you that. I think I can't remember what they. So alcohol or tobacco was one of them. Just get rid of tobacco as a whole. Like the corporation would be defrauded and people would be not as unhealthy and yada yada and this and that. I don't think that really works. There's like an energy crisis, crisis, but I think you know other things are more important, which can be solved through education. There's the healthcare thing, but again, I think people who are better educated realize that you don't have to be, you know a genius to understand that people should probably be healthy. I think that's a pretty basic <laughs> understanding that smart people get. I, I, I yeah, didn't expect fair. to ever say that it's like, you know, fuck you for trying to be healthy, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, our country is fucked. Well, I just think that's why I like, hey, uh, I don't thought... be an old man, Patrick. Be a youthful, positive thinker. No, I mean, I thought that when I was like, from when I was, when I, be, when I became aware of politics. Mm-hmm. So when I was probably like, I don't know, like, 12 15. 13 oh, whatever yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, that's fair i was like i've kind of realized at that point that like we're fucked like this when is you this, start this acknowledging is... what your parents are saying at the dinner table well yeah it's just like it's like once you realize what's happening just gonna it's like literally we've been on a steady decline my entire life so yeah. like i was uh i heard the greatest uh retort insult of all time and I've, I'm, I'm gonna use it in every day of my life for until the end of time this old man was at work and one of our friends was helping him, and he wanted, I, I don't know the exact situation, but just for the sake of this story, he wanted, uh, like, a discount on a product we couldn't give a discount on. Pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Old people are way more entitled than young people. They throw a fit at fucking anything that doesn't come their way, whereas if you hand me the wrong thing, I'll just say, okay, thank you, go throw it away and try again later. Yeah. Fucking old sons of bitches thinking they get everything. So... He was going on about, what do you mean you can't do this? Why can't, are you kidding me? I've shop here. You know the typical, I spent yeah. thousands of dollars here, treat me like a king. When in reality, they bought one DVD in 2008 and think it's awesome. And middle of, of Alex saying, you know, I'm really sorry. Unfortunately, we can't do that. The old guy just goes, who did you vote for? You'd never <laughs> be able to survive in a war. So now, whenever you disagree with me, I'm just going to ask you who you voted for. Because clearly, <laughs> that just is a full encompassing uh, description of who you are. Fair enough. If I was Alex, I would have told him I voted for Nader. <laughs> I wrote in Nader, okay, man? Long live the dream. He wasn't the Green Party candidate this time. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I wrote him in. Long live the dream. It had to, it's going to happen for him, okay? He ran for like 30 years. Never quit. Never surrender. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up because I have to go finish packing, masturbate, because I won't be able to do that for the next four days because I'll be surrounded by bros, uh, and then head to meet my wife for lunch. It's going to be a good next, you know, good day. Shouldn't you Shouldn't you have her do that for you while you're at lunch? <laughs> That's illegal, Patrick. Okay, I'm not really a risk taker in public <laughs> situations. All right. Wow, your poor sex life. <laughs> nope, we've been over this, okay? Don't get me going. You want to get me going? Is you do two things. You you say, I'm the one that's holding back the sex life. Or you say, Adele, she's good with the music she's put out. That's the two ways to get me fired up, Patrick. <laughs> and now's not the time. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Smen of This Machine. I'm Kevin the Captain Mills. You're not the fucking captain. <laughs> I, hey, we said I could say it once. 
You've said it so many times. Yeah, but at the I meant once per episode, and it's at the end. Whatever. <laughs> I'm Patrick the Admiral Barlett. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Indeed. Indeed.